The old-fashioned family farm is getting a new lease on life, thanks to a clever idea called community-supported agriculture. InfoTrack's Taryn McCall has the story. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. A quiet agricultural revolution has been taking place, better connecting city dwellers with the food they put on the table. Joining me today on InfoTrack is Guillermo Payet, founder of Local Harvest, a clearinghouse for information about community-supported agriculture. First off, define community-supported agriculture. Community-supported agriculture is a setup where consumers have a more direct relationship with the food producers. So the idea is for the consumer to know who their farmer is and to buy a share of the farm yearly production. So the farm at the beginning of the year would say, well, this year we can feed, say, 300 families and then sell 300 shares of their crop to local families. And then once a week, usually, sometimes it's every two weeks, but the, the usual is once a week, the family will get a box of whatever is in season. How many people collectively take part in CSAs? Oh, there's 10,000 CSA subscriptions right now in the country. There's probably around 1,300 CSA farms out there, and they're growing pretty fast. How did the movement get started? Well, there are slightly different stories. Putting together what I've heard from different people, what seems most likely is this actually started in Europe, in Switzerland. And then from there, it went through Chile and also through Japan and also directly to the U.S. So it came to the U.S. from three different channels. It started here about 1984. That was like the first CSA. Then from then, it's just been growing. I've been reading a lot lately about hobby farms. Are you familiar with that kind of movement? Yes, there's a lot of people that grow one or two acres, and they don't really do it because they need to make a living from it, but just as a hobby. Many of them do CSA. A lot of hobby farms are into it in part because of the community aspect, no? Like they want to meet their neighbors and they want to have the richness of that food community and CSAs are all about that. So people that are interested in growing food as a hobby are more likely to be interested in CSAs also. It's also kind of about being a little bit closer to the source of where the food you eat is grown so it maximizes the freshness. Yes, that's right. The CSA movement has a few different positive aspects to it. It's not necessarily organic, but it encourages organic agriculture because if you're buying food from a local farm, then you really care about what's being placed there because whatever they put on those crops is going to go down the creek that goes by your house. And also, you know, if they're putting poison on the air, your family's going to be breathing that. You know, with industrial agriculture, it's very easy to externalize environmental costs. You could be wrecking the environment. You could be really polluting the rivers and the air and, and paying your employees substandard wages. And nobody really cares because the buyers are only interfacing to you through the price they pay at the supermarket. So all those other things that don't impact the price are opaque to you as a buyer. In CSA and in local agriculture, which is not only CSA-based, but there's also farmer's markets and food co-ops that sell local products, then it's a lot harder to externalize those costs. It's a lot easier for the buyer to be policing what the producer is doing and simply not buy from a producer that is not doing the right thing. For those that are paying farmers to get shares of their crops, do they have a say in the kinds of foods that are grown or do they take what the farmer feels is most adequately grown on their land? It depends. It depends on what farm. I mean, there are 1,300 farms and they're managed all kinds of different ways. 
There are some CSAs that require very high participation by the shareholders up to the point where, for example, some CSAs farms won't sell you a share unless you want to work on the farm. So in that case, you certainly have a big say on what's being grown. In other cases, it's a lot more impersonal, where the farmer doesn't really have much contact with the buyer. So it's all over the place. But in general, yes, the CSA subscribers have a say on what's being grown. And how can listeners get in touch with your organization? Well, we're on the website, localharvest.org. We list a little more than 8,000 producers and distributors, meaning farmers markets and food cobs and restaurants that sell products from local farms. So um, people can just go to localharvest.org and use our search engine, which has a map. They can just click through the map or enter their zip code and see what's available in their areas. Guillermo Payet, who is the founder of Local Harvest, has been our guest today on InfoTrack. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you very much. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of InfoTrack. Internet services provided by Pear.com. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporters Roy Mackey and Taryn McCall. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting. Till next week, thanks from all of us for tuning in to InfoTrack. <laughs>